Welcome to the sermon podcast of Redemption Church. The following sermon is by our Director of Media and Worship, Susan Alloway. Ephesians 6, 10 to 24. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. The word of the Lord and the end of Ephesians. Thanks be to God. So Paul closes out this letter. You know, you, you have his charge that he gives, and then he also says his salutations. Um, goodbye, pray for me. Here's this guy who has a letter. Um, but he closes out the letter to Ephesians by telling them to keep strong, to hold fast to the way of Christ. And in order to help them better remember what the way of Christ is, he uses a neat little metaphor. Put on the armor of God. You know, like put on your uniform, put on your hat and your shirt and your pants, your socks and shoes. So essentially put on Christ. Which is what Paul says in his letter to Rome. Put on Christ. It's this clothing metaphor of this putting on and taking off, this daily renewal. But I'll be honest, the armor metaphor has always made me feel a little awkward. Mostly because I always think of Jesus as nonviolent. So what is his prized apostle doing referencing the military and weapons and such? So this week I tried as hard as I could to come up with a different metaphor that I felt like I could relate to a little bit better. Um, And so I I, um, looked through my growing up experience and I tried lots of different things. I tried this one, the 4-H shirt of truth. (laughs) 
but I'm not sure that worked, so I moved on to the volleyball knee pads of righteousness. <laughs> and then I tried the sequined band leotard of peace. Um, and uh, a few more. I had the cheerleading skirt of faith. <laughs> and also the cowboy boots of salvation. And finally, the derby hat of the spirit, which is God's word. <laughs> I had a lot of uniforms back then. Um, now this is just a silly side note. We're going to get back to the actual sermon in a second. But um, my point to all of this is don't focus on the metaphor. It's distracting. Um, what Paul is saying here is live God's way of life. Be like Jesus. That is your defense against the evil and the scary in this world. Put on life's appropriate uniform, which is Christ-likeness. So suit up. But why the military metaphor for Paul? Another reason why the armor metaphor doesn't translate to me is that I'm not from a military family. My dad was in the armed forces during Vietnam, but he went to Germany for a couple years and he drove the generals around and then he came back. It was never an active narrative or presence in my house. And I never watched the news when I was a kid, so I was only mildly aware of the United States' presence in Afghanistan and then Iraq and Iran back then. Apart from my love of Holocaust books as a child, I did not grow up with the steady presence of soldiers marching my streets, shots being fired on the next block over, men with rifles or machine guns stopping my family at checkpoints. This was not my childhood experience. But the people that Paul is writing to, they are much more acquainted with that life. The world as they know it is a militaristic society, conquered and occupied by Roman soldiers. The soldiers didn't carry guns, no, but they were armed. And they were incredibly inventive when it came to torture and excruciating death. Jesus himself had been crucified, had died, was buried, raised, and ascended maybe 60-some years before this letter was written, <clears throat> which means that most Christians, most Christ followers, as a tiny religious minority, were still seen as heretics to the Jews and easy targets to the Romans. The Roman emperor Nero enjoyed feeding Christians to lions, And he often lit his evening garden parties using Christians as human torches. You see here, that's Nero sitting up here. And then these are Christians all bound up in like hay, stuff that's like really flammable. And then these servants are like climbing the ladders with the torches in their hands to light them up. Paul's audience was living in a very scary world. 
And so Paul says, be strong. Suit up. Scary people are coming. Put on your armor. Take off your weapons. Your belt. Your breastplate. Your shoes. Find your shield. Your helmet. And your sword. Suit up. Oh, and by the way, your armor, the armor of God, is God's word. And salvation. Faith. Righteousness. And truth. That person looks naked up there. (laughs) To me. The juxtaposition, the contrast of the solid protective armor with these abstract, soft ideas is startling. And it's supposed to be. Because in a militaristic culture, Paul is saying, don't be like them. Don't fight violence with violence. Don't abuse people to get what you want. Don't threaten people to keep yourself safe. The thing that will protect you is God's way. It's being a person with the reputation for honesty and goodness, dependability and corruptibility, someone who seeks forgiveness and reconciliation with those around them. Someone from whose lips spout the kindness and love found in the stories of God. If you live like that, and everyone knows that you live like that, and someone is picking on you, other people will rally around you because they see the injustice. But even if that doesn't happen, even if living God's way of life doesn't protect you bodily, because it won't always, this world is very broken. It will protect your soul from being taken over by evil, by anger and bitterness and hatred and fear. It will protect your soul from anger. Anger at those people who are doing that to you, bitterness toward broken relationships. Hatred of the other. And fear. These things are greater enemies than weapons or soldiers will ever be. So this is what he's really saying. Finally, be strong in the Lord's way. Put on God's uniform, godliness, Christ-likeness, so that you can stand blameless in the midst of evil. Clothe yourself in truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. Suit up. Let's go into them briefly, very briefly. I don't want to stand up here forever and bore you. Justin already told me that he doesn't have his phone so he can't play games while I'm talking. (laughs) 
In a different letter, Paul uses this phrase, against such things there is no law. He's talking about the ways people can see God in you, see the fruits of the Spirit. And I think that applies here. Against these things, there is no law. The first one is truth. You are armed with truth. Armor and weapons can be used to protect, but they can also be used to harm. And I've known many Christians who use the truth to hurt and belittle and exclude and attack others and justify themselves in doing so. But I think truth here actually means honesty or honestness, meaning integrity. I think truth here means integrity. Are you a person who doesn't lie? Are you a person who isn't shady, who doesn't give false testimony about others? Are you, are you a person of truth? This piece of armor, this tool of protection, I'll call it, is honestness. Second one is righteousness. Righteousness or rightness. Now that doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong, that I win the argument, that I'm acceptable and you're not, that I'm better than you. Rightness, righteousness means goodness. Are you a person who puts good things out into the world? When people are around you, do they feel like they can exhale? When people see something pop up on your social media feed, does it affect their life positively? This piece of armor, this tool of protection, is goodness. The third one is peace. The original on this is feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel, or good news, of peace. So eagerness to spread the good news that there can be peace. In other words, be peacemakers. It's not just rest and being non-anxious, that kind of peace. So are you eagerly taking bad situations and de-escalating them? Are you a person whose list of people that they can't talk with anymore keeps growing? Or are you a person who goes to those who have hurt you or who you have hurt and enables forgiveness and reconciliation to happen? This piece of armor this tool of protection is peacemaking. Next we have faith. Now against such things there is no law. You might be thinking, but there are laws against faith. It's against the law to be a Christian in some countries. And that's true, but this isn't talking about religion. This is talking about being a faithful, dependable, 
consistent person? Do you keep your word? Can people count on you to do what you say you'll do? Can they trust you? And if you interact with people like that, you will also be being faithful to God. You will be being faithful to God's way. This piece of armor, this tool of protection, is trustworthiness. Okay, so there's only two more. Salvation. This one was a hard one for me. How do you put on the spiritual concept of God having saved us? And not just as a single event, as in I got saved, but as a continual work of renewal. And how do you put it on in a way that affects how you interact in the world? Then it hit me, and you might have to stick with me here. When we talk about food that never goes bad, we call it imperishable. Things that don't decay, things that don't mold, they don't break down. Those things are always good. They are incorruptible. And that was my aha moment. From the outside in, when people see salvation working in you, what they see is incorruptibility. Are you swayed by the worries of the day? By the whispering of others to push others down so that you can get ahead? To take, take bribes to ignore injustice? Or are you unable to be corrupted? This piece of armor, this tool of protection, is incorruptibility. And lastly, the Word of God. In the Old Testament, over and over, you will find God reminding people to tell the story. Tell the story. Tell it to your children. Tell the next generation what I have done for you. Tell them about the exodus when I saved you, about the promises I made to you, about the ways I have kept my, wor my word and remained faithful to you. Tell the story. And every time Israel neglected to do so, a younger generation grew up who did not know the ways of God. And they turned to violence. And they turned to corruption and decay. And so we tell the story. We remind one another that our God could have seen them as slaves, but instead he washed his disciples' feet. Our God could have called down legions of angels, but instead he accepts the cross. Our God uses his authority to command us to love our enemies. 
including spam callers. <laughs> and to pray for them. This story tells us who God is. And it reminds us who we are as God's adopted ones. This piece of armor, this tool of protection, is story. So that's the end of my sermon. Honesty, goodness, peacemaking, trustworthiness, incorruptibility, and story. This is what Christ looks like. And against such things, there are no laws. So soon. The thing that will protect you in this world is being like Christ. He is the appropriate uniform for today. To find out more about Redemption Church, visit redemptionbristol.org.